This is the Katie's Tech Podcast, episode 14, recorded June 19th, 2014. My name is Jason Johnson, and this is the Katie's Tech Podcast. This is the podcast where I go over the news stories of the day, usually technology-related, that catch my eye. They may not be the biggest news stories or the most popular, just the ones that I find most interesting. As a follow-up to yesterday's show, there was a lot of extra information added to the Amazon Fire Phone announcement. Not really so much extra news from Amazon, just people's opinions and stuff where they got hands-on time with the phone. I guess Amazon had a, after the announcement yesterday, they had a chance for people who were actually at the event to go in and play with the phone for about an hour or so. And a lot of the reporters kind of posted their thoughts. And basically, a lot of it echoed my thoughts from yesterday, which is that right now, just from the demo unit, there doesn't seem to be a whole lot special about the phone. It's really going to be, and I don't mean that in a negative way, that really the separator for the phone is going to be the fact that it allows you to buy stuff really easily from Amazon. If you're an Amazon customer, that's great. And if you're in the ecosystem, that's great. But it'll be, it'll, it's really going to take some time for developers to flesh out that interactive display perspective that they were preaching so heavily and emphasizing. So really, until that comes out, it's really just an Android phone tied into the Amazon ecosystem really tightly. Not talking bad about it. I haven't seen one. You know, no, nobody has except for the people at the announcement. So when it comes out, it'll be interesting to see how people take to it. Harley-Davidson announced they're going to be releasing an electronic bike. Non, no gas engine, straight up electric, just like the electric cars that are out right now. I don't even think from what I've seen it's even going to be a hybrid. We're talking straight electric drivetrain. They've not confirmed any specs. When questioned, they actually refused to answer, you know, power, charging time, how far it could go. So none of the actual details have been released about the, the product. But from what I understand, they're going to have 22 of them that tour around the country at some point this year where people can, can get a look at them. Basically, this is Harley-Davidson going after the... It was advertised as going after the younger crowd. I think it's more the green crowd and the people who are you know, into the electric engines and just, you know, the environmental area, you know. It'll be interesting to see if there's a lot of people interested, a lot of customers. I really don't picture your average Harley-Davidson customer being concerned about an electric engine, especially if there's not enough power to compete with the gasoline engines. I mean, Harley-Davidson people aren't exactly scooter people. T-Mobile had an announcement last night, a big press event. A lot of people were attend, uh, invited to attend. And they had really two takeaway announcements from that. The first is what they're calling setting the music free. It's kind of their pitch. And what they're doing is they're not charging against your date, monthly data allotment for streaming music. Now, it's tied to a select number of apps so you know it can't just be any streaming music it has to be one of the approved applications but if you're a big user of iHeartRadio, Pandora, if you have an Apple iPhone, the Apple Radio, the iTunes Radio and there were a few others but you know your your main central music streaming apps then any streaming that you do will not count against your monthly allotment so if you have a three gigabyte monthly allotment of data, you can stream all you want. It'll never count against you. 
So that, that's a pretty big deal. I mean, that's that's what what a lot of users are looking for. It kind of gives you a lot more breathing space because a lot of cars are starting to build in a lot of, and aftermarket radios for cars are building in you know Pandora and iHeartRadio tie-ins. But if you've only got you know, a gig or so of music or a gig or so of data to go through a month, you can't really just stream to your heart's content if you're on a trip or in a car for an extended commute. You're tied to, you know, watching your data allotment and this frees you up to just, you know, forget local radio. Or even if you have local radio that's spotty. I, I listen to a station sometimes that fades out within the first 20 minutes of my commute. So I'll flip over and stream part of it until I finish the segment I was listening to. But this would free you up for no matter where you are, being able to stream these radio stations. So it's actually a, a benefit not just to the online stations, but any of the local radio stations, small-town radio stations that, that participate in these apps. The second thing that they announced at the event is T-Mobile will let you test drive, is how they're pitching it, what they're calling the pitch. And they've teamed up with Apple for this. You can actually test drive an Apple iPhone 5S for seven days. So free, no charge, just here's an Apple. I say no charge. They may charge you up front, but you get your money back. I'm not really sure the details. But you can get an Apple iPhone 5S for one week with no strings attached and then just give it back at no charge. So this is really a way for people to get T-Mobile phones and iPhones specifically and try them out. So you can test the service, make sure the service works in your area. T-Mobile's not exactly got the same coverage map that Verizon and AT&T do. So if you're possibly worried about your coverage in an area or you know you want to try out the phone, it's really them generating interest in the iPhone 5S. The iPhone 5S has been out for a while. It's kind of, even though it's Apple's premier phone, your early adopters have already got it. So they're trying to generate some sales interest Coupled with uh, T-Mobile looking to generate additional customers to compete against the larger companies, they are one of the smallest of the group. I'm, I'm pretty sure they're still even smaller than Sprint as far as customer base. This gives you a way to try it out. So those are the two big announcements from T-Mobile, the test drive and the setting the music free streaming option. Interesting bit of news coming from BlackBerry today. They announced their quarterly earnings and they actually posted a profit, 23 million, which isn't huge, but 23 million in profit is way above what anybody was expecting out of BlackBerry. BlackBerry is pretty much considered on the downhill slide, and for them to actually post a positive profit as opposed to a loss really generated a lot of attention. Matter of fact, I think their stock was up something like 10% the last time I heard today. So, big great news for BlackBerry and kind of nice to see a little positive. I mentioned in a previous episode that you know I really thought that BlackBerry was on their way out. They've kind of lost the corporate market. So I'm actually amazed at this number. It's, it, you know, you hate to see a company die, so maybe they can turn things around, but they've got a lot of work to catch up with the other major manufacturers. Just an interesting bit of hacker news in the uh, technology news today. Ancestry.com was shut down by hackers. They're, they're, they were hit with a distributed denial of service attack, a DDoS attack, and basically that's where they use a, the hackers use a whole lot of zombie-infected machines to just slam the servers and shut down a website. Once the 
flood of traffic ends, the site restores normal status and really there's not any data compromise. Matter of fact, Ancestry.com went out of their way to make sure that everybody knew that there was no compromised data, user accounts, passwords, all your information is perfectly safe. It basically just soaked up so much of their bandwidth that they couldn't, nobody could serve traffic. Their servers were kept too busy to actually respond to legitimate requests. So anybody who was really trying to use the site was, was not able to connect. I don't know if they were trying to hold it for ransom, the hackers were trying to ransom it or what, but basically, you know, from what I understand, it's over now, business has returned to normal, but once again, you know, people, hackers out there causing trouble. One of the big news stories for today comes from Netflix, who's actually been in the news in a negative light a whole lot recently, but this is actually to do with content. And comedian Chelsea Handler has signed a deal with Netflix which, as part of that deal, will include a new on-demand talk show that she'll be hosting. This will be available to Netflix subscribers on-demand, but it's an actual show produced by Netflix. And for those who don't know, Netflix has actually been branching into the production side of the business a lot recently. They've been producing, I'm pretty sure Orange is the New Black is the name of the show, and it's a prison drama type show, I've not actually even watched it, but I'm familiar with the title, that is completely done by Netflix in-house, or at least you know, funded by them. And they're supposedly, in the rumor is, going to be picking up a lot of shows done by Marvel using some of their, I guess the, the, the superhero characters that didn't quite make the, the cut for the movies, but still are popular enough to get a TV show, probably going against like the TV show Arrow, Arrow that CW's got, and they're coming out with Flash this year, so I would expect probably along the same production value level, uh, my understanding is the first one of the Marvel superheroes that Netflix will be putting a show up for will be Daredevil, so... Netflix has been working on the production side of the business. Well, this is them actually getting into some non-scripted material and more into a, the talk show format. It'll be interesting to see how the, the show does. A lot of people are interested in it. Of course, Netflix is a big name right now, so pretty much anything they do that can shake up the industry is generating a lot of interest. As kind of a follow-up to the story I mentioned yesterday on the Facebook Slingshot app, which is their Snapchat-type competitor app. I did see a news article today mentioning that an app called Yo! had passed the Slingshot app in downloads. And what makes this kind of funny is that the Yo! app only allows you to communicate the word Yo! So you can send your friends Yo's and they send you Yo's back. So it's not even a messenger app-type thing. You can't communicate. You can't send pictures. You just send yo's. So for that much of a useless app to have passed Facebook Slingshot app doesn't really speak highly of the number of downloads that Slingshot got. So I've got a feeling that Facebook's looking at another flop there. I'm not really sure what kind of success they think they're going to get out of the Slingshot app. I do want to take a minute and kind of reiterate since I'm speaking about Slingshot that you need to keep in mind what you put on the internet is always on the internet. I kind of said this when I mentioned it earlier, but stuff on the internet doesn't go away. So you always have to remember that if you're posting something out on the internet, 
it's available to pretty much anybody else. Same thing goes for emails. I always kind of use the analogy of an email as more like a postcard than it is a letter because it's visible. Anybody who's watching that traffic is going to be able to read the contents of that email. So there's no security. It's just like a postcard. The postmaster picks it up, looks at it, the mailman looks at it, reads it. Everybody who touches it in line can look at the front of that postcard and read it. Your email message is the exact same way. Every system it touches from here to there, from you to them, can be the message can be read. And same way with these, you know, Snapchat and Slingshot apps. You know, once the picture gets out there, the app can say it deletes it, but you just have to kind of accept in your mind that whatever you're doing online is recorded. I don't want to harp on it too much. Just a reminder that the internet's public. It's visible. It's, it's forever. I wanted to finish with a fun story today, and it's an announcement from Lego that they're coming out with a product called Fusion. And what the Fusion sets are is they're Lego sets that you can buy. They didn't seem to have a whole lot of number of pieces, so I guess you're really not paying for the parts and the set that you build together as much as you are the, inter- the ability to interact with it. Because what they let you do is once you build the set, you can take a picture of it and it using a, a, an app on your tablet or phone or device, you can take a picture of that item you built and it unlocks it in the app for you to interact with and use. So not a whole lot of details on how the gameplay is going to work, but basically it's, it's Lego's way of tying physical sets to online games, very similar to how I was mentioning in the E3 announcements from a week or so ago that you know, Disney and Skylanders have with their sets where you buy the toys and they interact with the, the video games. This is Lego's take on it. So Lego's now in the online gaming, or I say online gaming, video game and uh, toy combination market with their Lego Fusion products. Uh, the way I, was, I saw it described is a multidimensional SimCity for kids. I think what has happened is that Lego has seen that a lot of kids are spending a lot of time with the, the video game and the tablets, the iPhones, and it's a way to get them back into playing with the Legos and the physical world, but still tying it back to the electronic gameplay that the kids seem to be addicted to. It's a fun story. I'm a little concerned about the fact that it, you know you have to build the set exactly like the directions for it to recognize for the picture to be recognized. So it kind of takes away from some of the creativity and the kids' ability to build their own thing. But it's still you know an announcement from Lego, new products from Lego, which is usually exciting. So there you have the new stories that I thought were the most interesting from today. I'll be back next time with another Katie's Tech Podcast.